Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Star Wars The Force of Evil, which we're getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Sam Quattro. Hello. And Andy Potter. Hello. It is uh, the April 7th episodes of Star vs. The Force of Evil that aired uh, this morning on the Disney Channel and the Disney app. Uh, Princess, Quasar, Caterpillar, and the Magic Bell. That's one episode. Ghost of Butterfly Castle, Cornball, Exclamation Point, and Meteor's Lesson. Uh, we'll be getting into these four episodes today. Uh, we talk Star every week that it's new here, here on the Overly Animated Podcast. Find us at OverlyAnimated.com. Uh, search for us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes or YouTube and YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated. Last week we talked about the highly anticipated uh, Curse of the Blood Moon. So uh, listen previously for our thoughts on that. And we have equally as big, right, things to get into here, including Ludo. Yep. So I'm very excited yep. about that. Um, so yes, for a new episode, Sam, what did you think? Okay. Ludo, not a fan. <laughs> I think, you know, like I was like considering rewatching them, but not rewatching that one. <laughs> That's what I, that's <laughs> like, what I would do, yeah. You you could get the gist of it just from one watch. Uh I don't even remember the middle one. What was that one about? <laughs> moon, oh, moon, yeah, moon and Mina. The yeah. yeah, Princess Caroline was there. Yeah. I thought that one had the most that one and the cornball one had the most like plot impact, I would say. So those were more compelling. Uh Jana the babysitter it was okay i don't know these are really sub not, i don't want to be like oh these are subpar they're the worst blah blah, blah. but it's kind of like you know i'm sitting here for an hour watching these and i'm like oh that's an hour of my day you know you want you and, want some action here and yeah basically like i mm. want to be more compelled and i think at this point you know like we're focusing on a lot of um world building and a lot of uh ensemble castings which i think is good i think you know you definitely need that especially considering you know they're important but you know at the same time you leave us dangling with you know star and marco stuff and i know we complained about it all last podcast but i personally i find that more compelling than meteora just hanging out with uh glossaric i don't know i i feel like these episodes could just be condensed into a singular 11 minute segment and you wouldn't lose much okay uh yes i I think i think uh airing some frustrations that a lot of fans have so i think all that's very fair uh andy you you just caught up on the season and uh so you fresh perspective what do you think of this week of episodes i mean all these episodes, kind of going off what Sam said, they like they start to bring they 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 put forth an idea that sounds like a good episode of Star, and then doesn't go the extra mile to put that like exciting or absurd factor that I have like that I love when I watch Star. Like the episode with Moon going back to the castle, and we have Mina. Like could either be really absurd or really like. I think, like, actually an interesting delve into Moon's character, but it ends up being kind of neither. And then there's, like, this episode where we have Meteor's Lesson. Like, I don't like Glossaric, but I think a stupid time travel episode where we see a lot of crazy stuff could have been funny and absurd. But we really just played it kind of straight 
and it felt weird. And I think that's what all these episodes kind of felt like because there's stuff here I should like and should find really exciting, but I'm just kind of eh on most of it. Okay. Yeah. I think that's the reaction most people are going to have. I do think these are four good episodes. I think all of, all of them are, have, have their merit to that, including the Ludo episode, which I was really dreading when Disney like posted a clip <laughs> of it yesterday. I was like, Oh my God, this is the Ludo episode. Um, I was, I didn't hate it. It was fine. Uh, yeah. Sp- uh. Yeah. So I, I mean, it, it, it I, I think it, it, you guys were very correct. This is Sam is right. These are like very ensemble episodes. Star and Mark are only in one of the four of these episodes. Um, the first one is Ludo focused. The last one is Glasswork focused. Um, and then you have Moon and Mina. Like, uh, it's, it's an interesting use of our time in the last season. I think a lot of people are very frustrated that we are now nine out of 21 done with the final season of the show and we still don't have a plot for the for the season um i mean i mean we're working to something the show just hasn't made it clear yet what we're doing um but it's you know like each of, each of these i think is is good um they illuminate a lot about the world of star i think in particular the La- meteor's lesson um and maybe the first maybe ludo helped like just, it, it i had a lot of problems with like the world building the show's done it's been very bare bones and these episodes like really help it a lot I think we we explain what Mina is, um, but it's just not what I want to be doing right now. You know, like I think so. I do think these benefit like the show overall. It's just it's like it's the last season. You know, let's do things. This this is this is this is not really it. That being said, I think the last two episodes are actually pretty good. Uh, Meteora's lesson I think has a lot of really interesting things in it, and it's pretty funny. And then I think Cornball is. Um, I have complaints about how heavy handed that episode is, but I think that it's the best unit i guess of all the episodes as most interested Uh-oh. in what was happening um, i actually disagree i i like that one the least but it might just because i didn't like the heavy-handedness of it yeah i mean i think it might be for the same reasons yeah uh, yeah so we'll, we'll we'll get we'll get into i think we can start with cornball actually because it's the only one with star and marco here um but it's you know this is the main plot line this season clearly is human and monster relations um so i think this episode also really helps the show overall because that was something that's always been there in in star and has never really culminated and this season we're doing that uh this episode goes a long way it is about cornball is apparently a sport in the in the star world oh my of course God. It's complicated sport. How, dylan this sounds like something i would make up for our stupid D thing that's what it uh, yeah. sounds like <laughs> like they have cornball it's like Quidditch. isn't star just stupid D D? really the, the, gonna, the show overall i'm gonna eat it for that people are not gonna like that, I said that. <laughs> isn't star just stupid D? it um, is though that's exactly kind of what it is, is. As aren't all fantasy shows just D and D, but Basically. yeah, no, this is yeah, they're f- stupid fake sport. It's about the integration of the sport. Um, I think the use of the word integration uh, it puts this into new territory of com- of making human uh, like monsters and humans races and comparing it to race in our world. Um, like, I think this is a bold move and probably a bad move, like saying, because that's a word that has connotations with baseball in our world and, uh, and United States race integrations in, in sports and, and other, other areas. Um, and I think the show has not really cared being compared, being compared to things. We made other comparisons, uh, a few weeks ago. Um, and, uh, I wonder if this is why you're not crazy, Andy, because, uh, this is, there, there's those connotations. There's, uh, just the, the very blatantness of they're all shaking hands at the end. And, uh, it's like the kids do it. And then Buffrog makes this very generic statement at the end. What, what, give, give me your takes here. My issue with it is it compares it to real life racism and events in history, 
without really getting how things actually went in the real world. Because the fact of the matter is they kind of write off the monsters to being just as wrong as the Mumins, which is kind of a bad look like for the show when we have this game and it's like the monsters don't want to play with the Mumins either. They don't want to, they don't want to be on the same team. They don't want to work together when the fact of the matter is the Mumins are the ones that kind of like enacted this prejudice for, I forget how long, like dec- at least decades, maybe longer. And it's just kind of a bad look in my opinion to like, go like, this is like integration in baseball where black people weren't, or were, were, uh, allowed to play on white teams that's not the same thing as this like that's not i, I don't know i i, I don't want to go too far into this because i can't really voice my thoughts completely on this but it just it feels wrong the way they did it like i'm i am kind of impressed that they tried to do this i think they just didn't land land the stick the landing as well as they could have on this yeah, we're, we're we're not super qualified to get into it at too much. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, that's what. You, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's 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 right. Like on its own, on the surface, if you ignore the comparisons, um, and they're doing the comparisons on purpose because it like yeah. adds meaning to it, and uh, it, you know they're they're trying they're trying to have it resonate and uh, be like uh, have messages to our uh, situations in our world based on the fantasy world. Um, but like, maybe if you ignore it, then you can say, we don't know the full history of the mutants and monsters. There's bad stuff. Monsters did too. It's gray area in the show. But yeah, once you make comparisons, it's like, no, it's, it's, you know, the, the mutants are the ones in the wrong in this analogy. And you're the one that made an analogy by saying integration in this episode. And it's not just that it's, this has been a recurring thing with this plotline. It's been very blatant comparisons to other things. And they really haven't dissuaded that. And and this goes along with I, – I see people saying like, well, we don't know the full story like you said. But this is similar to the thing in Steven Universe where – I'm not going to get spoilers. But the ending has some stuff that like people talk about like we need to get into stuff about fascism. But the thing is that's not what the ending of the show was about. They had themes they wanted to talk about. And the thing is in this show, it's the same kind of deal where like they're showing us themes. They're showing us things. And the way they've been portrayed on screen is that the Mumins are wrong. And if they're going to show us that earlier in the show, they can't really do this and make it not out to be that the Mubins are still wrong when they're making this this analogy. It, it's kind of bad. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. For the most point, for the most part in the show, we've gotten Mubins are bad, monsters were uh, mistreated yeah. in the past. I think we've done a little bit of walking that back to a certain extent, but this episode does go against most of what the show's done with the Mubin monsters yeah. thing. And this is like, oh, they just don't get along. They should get along now. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, I'm not really crazy about how this is handled. Uh, I know what it is, Dylan. It reminds me of the Great Divide. That's oh, that's not a good the Avatar episode. That's not a good comparison. No, but that's what it reminds. <laughs> For like, me it's of. it's not a favorable comparison. Yeah. yeah. Can you elaborate on that? Oh, oh like, yeah, the 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 two warring the two tribes, the two tribes yeah. that were like just disagreed with each other for no real reason, and yeah. at the end they got together for no real reason. Yeah, okay. I think that's fair. Um, yeah. that's that's a reason that episode isn't is the worst Avatar episode, right? Is because uh, <laughs> it it's it's just this generic conflict, and it's like, oh yeah, and that's what yeah. it feels like here. I think the show has been more nuanced on about it in the past, but um, the thing they're really going for is like the new generation stuff, um, yeah. which I think is a good and interesting thing to comment on I- here. It's like the, they're trying to get the the adults to uh, play this game together and come together. And then everyone starts like, uh, they don't, they, they, they still pick separate sides and they all start, uh, 
yeah, like fighting together, and then the kids on their own start the integrated game. And uh, Buff Rog at the end says, "Our generation is garbage, but the little ones they might turn out okay." Um, I think that was the best take of this episode. To be honest, I think this was the best not not take, but best thing way to say something. In the it's episode. the most yeah, it's the most resonance. Uh, yeah, given that their comparison star world being made yeah yeah i think so um sam what do you think of that aspect of it that the kids uh start their own game and uh they seem to be the ones actually having like forward progress in society in in the human world i think that was the most on the nose part of the episode for me not to say that that isn't true to life um <clears throat> but you know if if it were a bit more true to life you'd have you know these kids spouting out the same racist bs that their parents are saying essentially because that's how that happens um i thought it was it was fine you know it's i don't know man it's not really my cup of tea to handle the situation like oh the children are our future even though you know, the adults are too set in their ways, man, to, like, get over their prejudices, but their children will lead the way. Like, why can't the adults just get over their prejudices, man? I don't know. Anyway, I'm not smart. Okay. But no, I think this is... <laughs> I think yeah. it's a good point. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it is very Alden knows the take, and uh, it's, it's optimistic probably in a not realistic way. But, but then again, I, it, it's not like too much of a problem considering Star is a show for the TVPGY7 audience. But essentially, like, like you know, which is it's fine for for me personally. It's fine that they do that. And they don't go into like the deep moral ambiguity of it all. It's fine. But you it, go, Andy. But, sorry, sorry, Sam. I'm not it's trying okay. to cut you off. I, I just. I, I really agree with what you said because it's just like, I, I don't like this idea of the adults just going like, well, I give up. Like, th- that's what they're saying. They're saying, I don't need to work at this. And I think there's a lot of that going on in the real world, like of, of, adult, of people older than our generation doing things without real care for and saying like, oh, the next generation will deal with it. And I think that's kind of not a great message right now because Again, not going into things that I don't want to go into right it's now. It's actually pretty, I, yeah. It's actually a pretty depressing message considering yeah. climate change and stuff, right? It's yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, <laughs> climate change, like this idea that like the adults don't need to change because hey, the next generation will figure it out. Like that's how we got into most of the messes we're in in the world because the adults were like, yeah, or not the. I, I keep saying adults. We're adults. The, the 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 older generations just don't really care to change or learn or get better. And I don't like that because like Moon is similar. Moon is not learning or changing based on what Star is doing. She even says plainly, like, I don't agree with the choices you made instead of trying to learn why Star made the choices she made. Mm. And I'm not sure if the show is going to dig into that. That's interesting. Yeah, I think I think I think they will probably. It's like I, I hope so. Moon's uh, by being apathetic. We can get into that episode. She's kind of taking an anti-monster stance just by saying, I don't care. Yeah. Like that's she's know, complicit. She's complicit. Yeah. That's not how and, it works. Yeah. Yeah. And she's complicit by just letting Mina go. Like yeah. she's just, like, like, I, I think this, I, I hope that's what they're getting at here because, but it feels really weird to have these, to have the, um, the moon episode, like right next to this episode, because it's just sending a completely different message The this episode, the cornball episode is kind of saying, Hey, moon's fine doing this. But the other episodes like moon, what are you doing? This is wrong. It doesn't, 
it feels just completely out of place with the message they're trying to say, or I'm not sure what message they're trying to say right now. I think I think it's supposed to be complicated. I think they're going for... But I don't think it's the complication that's good. I think this is just like, this is like dramatic irony for dramatic irony's sake. Like, it's just, we're not going to tell our, tell all the characters everything just so they'll make decisions that are not great. And I don't like that. I think they intend to culminate these all these plot lines for sure um yeah i just hope it i don't know i, I feel kind of lost right now watching it yeah i think maybe a summary of this is that one of the main things the show is doing right now maybe the main thing is making these points that we like it's like this is weird this is star and we're talking about like uh the moral stance of the show and uh the the things it's this like the ideals it's getting into and stuff but like i think that's the main thing the show has been saying um like that's what cornball is entirely about that's a big thing that goes to butterfly castles about um a lot of these past episodes as well and that's like a really ambitious and high level thing to do like to make your show primarily about um these high, these uh you, you know these concepts instead of like star and what she's doing and stuff um and i think like we're just less interested in that i think like the, well, this I- is this this stuff like for this show considering it's not willing to get it, it not that it's not willing i feel like it's it's just not getting into the level of granularity that would be satisfying for us with these concepts um i think it, where what it's doing is not what it's doing and focusing on that is not leading to a place where we're like super happy with with what with what's going on but i think it almost gets there and goes to butterfly castle though because we get to see moon being like super hypocritical because the thing is, she condemn she condone or uh, condemns sorry condemns a previous queen for making this order that Mina is, but she doesn't understand that she's doing like kind of the same thing to Star, where Star's like saying like, "Hey, mom, you're doing something bad." Like it's it's the same cycle, the same thing where like a younger person is saying, "Hey, this older person did something bad," and it's kind of interesting, but we don't go the full route of having Moon realize she's hypocritical or someone telling her she's hypocritical, like. That's what I need. I need us to actually delve into that and for the characters to realize, like, this isn't a sustainable thing. Yeah, I think the show's definitely going to get into that. Um, yeah. But it's, yeah, I think uh, it's pretty slow. We're we're almost halfway through the season. Yeah, so. and that's, that's a problem because there is, like, a lot of nuance here and there's a lot of, you know, gray area to chew through. And I think it's great that the show's doing that. And I do applaud it for having that sort of ambition. But... For me, it's kind of the airing schedule that's making it an issue. Uh, Having four episodes a week for the past month or so, it's like you have all the silly Billy episodes and then you have like, oh, we're just going to do this analogy to the real world and do this, that and the other. And it's kind of driving me bonkers to have that. Like them, them all next to each other. Yeah, yeah. that dissonance yeah. between each other in the same week and having to talk about it and kind of be conscious of, oh, well, the show is doing great things, but next to things that I personally don't really like and that aren't really my cup of tea. And that, you know, maybe like we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, like maybe we're more acceptable in season one, but we're in season four now we have a lot of consequences and responsibilities and just stuff to plow through and we can't be playing detective all week you know 
Yeah, I think I think that maybe it is a little bit exacerbated by the airing schedule, but this is always something Star's done, having uh, dissonant episodes very near each other. Um, I yeah. Think, yeah, so I think, I, I feel like it's okay to criticize the show for that and not just uh, the way it's being aired, because obviously they don't have control over how it's being aired. If it was binged, it would yeah. be more exacerbated if they just they put it all out there. Yeah, and like, like that's not like, that's not anybody else's problem, but mine, honestly. No, I mean, I, think, I just I think feel like, I feel like a little bit exhausted with how much disconnect there is between the episodes sometimes. Yeah, I think it's because uh, it's, it's the show is doing a wide range of things yeah, very close yeah. to each other. I think that's, yeah. And I, that's I, I think that's really fair. Because yeah. like like I was saying, like if we could talk about Ghost of Butterfly Castle like alone, that'd be fine. But now we have to talk about Ghost of Butterfly Castle right next to Cornball. And it just, we have to have this discussion about how the show is doing some things better or worse when it's really just like, I don't know, it, it it makes us talk about, I think, different things than the show itself sometimes. Um, yeah, I mean, I think like those two. So those are separate episodes, I guess. So the first two are one episode, then the next two are the next episode. So they're not supposed to be next to each other. Yeah, like, literally. Um, but it's it. Oh, I think I think like the show is doing those two episodes together, like next, like even if they're not supposed to be in the same episode, it's like I, the, it, it's it's near each other and i think that that's because they're doing these separate high level concepts that are gonna culminate and i think that's kind of the strategy here but um, i mean if you were a week apart i think it'd be better i think this would be like land hey, better. okay yeah yeah i mean that, again, that's what i'm saying i'm, yeah, I'm saying it's fine having the, them air like in order next to each other but i mean like because we're airing them all four together like it just feels weird that's, that's fair i think i think if they were even more spaced apart we'd be frustrated even more so at nothing happening because we're just like okay let's get to the meat of the season which hasn't happened yet if it took twice as long to get to this point i think we'd be even more frustrated um but yeah maybe it would uh get rid of some of this dissonance but again none of that's uh the, we the can never be happy essentially yeah i mean i think if it was really landing we'd be happy regardless of how it's being aired so i think it's just uh these are just symptoms of uh things not working to the extent uh, that and I think it's you know I think it's not just us we're we've criticized a lot to start with and we were a little bit negative last week I want to get into some of the more positive things uh like now but I do think the general tone of the fandom is uh is a little frustrated right now is what I would say so I I, th- I think this isn't just us um but like I said I do really like cornball and I guess the reason why like those are the things we didn't like about it is some of the the blatant messaging the comparisons to real not landing I do like the ambition in comparing to the real world it's just like it show doesn't see like it, it it doesn't seem aware enough that if you're going to do that, you have a responsibility to handle it in a very de- like detailed and careful way. And it doesn't seem like we are. Um, but uh, everything else I like about this episode, I love Buff Frog in this episode. I love all the tadpoles. I love Marco and Kelly, surprisingly. Um, and uh, it's 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 just a, it's a good unit. It's 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 telling a, a pretty complete story. Um, but yeah, we have the, let's talk about Buff Rock. Uh, Sam, you were very hyped, I think, Buff, to see Buff Rock return this week. Yes. Yes, I love him. <laughs> and I love his children. And I mean, you, you, could, you could love Buff Rock. That wouldn't be that out of character. What? <laughs> Buff Rock's a good character. Why don't you could maybe like Buff Rock? No. Anyway, I love Buff. <laughs> I love him. And I think. Oh, you weren't that- being sarcastic. No. Oh, okay. I was taking a guess. No, I, I'm pretty sure la- his last episode, I was gushing about him as well. You'll have to check the receipts on that one. <laughs> but I, I was really excited to see him, you know, and he's a dad and he's doing the sports thing. I just want to see him, like, go to a PTA conference or something. Oh, that's what we need to be getting into. <laughs> yeah, like school and 
Yeah, just like lay it on thick. Okay. Just have like some school stuff in there. Are you? What do you think of the tadpoles being a lot older now? I don't know. They're so beefy. Yeah, they're pretty beefy. <laughs> I guess I kinda, it makes I kinda, sense. <laughs> I kind of miss the days when the Katrina was just, like just legs. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, kids grow up, and we can't stop the passage of time. You know, and especially for weird frog people. Yeah, how, like how do they age? Even like, what's the? How old are they? How old? How many years are they? And how old are they supposed to be maturity wise? Mm, we need the answers. Is Buffrog just Buffrog could be as old as Star and just be an adult frog, right? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Wow, that's that's some food for thought there. <laughs> Uh, Andy, uh, Buffrog uh, in this episode, do you like him? I mean, I like Buffrog, he's fine. I mean, he's not my favorite, but I he's fine. I I don't know, I think he was funnier when he was with Ludo, which is crazy to say. Like, right now, he just... How dare you? I mean, like, in this episode, he pretty much is just, like, he just preaches at the audience most of the episode. Yeah, he's kind of a straight man in this episode for other things happening. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, but it's nice I to like see it. I love the children, everyone. though. Yeah, yes. they're, they're yes. good. Katrina's great. Katrina and Star have been talking, and that's how <laughs> told, yeah. told yeah, Star they're, where they're heading. They're friends. And I do, and I do like the, I, I do like, uh, the, like, little joke of a buff frog being like, I'm a spy. How'd you get this past me? And it's just okay. like, I'm so proud of them. He's just so proud of his kids, and I really like that. I really like this just like single dad figure being so proud of fathering his children well. That's nice. Yeah, I think a lot of people love Buff Rod. I think uh, that's it's a good character to to bring back in here. Um, yeah. Wonder to what extent we'll see him moving forward. We have too much going on, so I doubt that much. But um, there's, uh, yeah, and then the the, the 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 kids are part of the the kids stuff at the end too. Um, Kelly and Marco. Uh, so. <laughs> They're episode, breakup buddies. They're breakup buddies. Yep. This episode's a few minutes like, oh, Kelly and Marco in this episode, too. They're announcing the match, and um, apparently Kelly's this expert on cornball. And um, Marco says that he'd rather stay with Kelly basically after the whole drama with the Blood Moon last week. He'd rather just stay with Kelly instead of sitting by with Star. That's really sad. I didn't like yep. that. <laughs> I, I, I like it, honestly. It's like putting some conflicts it's yeah i I like the the hashtag drama of it all but uh it makes me sad as huge starco shipper like really Mm. just hang out with start you guys are friends even if you're just friends just hang you gotta hang hang out together i mean he's clearly not hanging out with star because it didn't affect his feelings at all yeah right so that's the thing. This I do think this episode supports what we we're talking about last week, where um, they we don't believe that they. I mean, this is widely I think accepted at this point. We don't believe that they that they they don't have feelings for each, each other anymore. Yeah. So um, this is like step step one of approaching that, and yeah. we'll probably build up over time. But uh, going to be a slow build up considering they were in one episode this week of the four. Oh <laughs> my god! Very slow. Yeah, definitely I can't only wait. only culminating it in the series finale. By the way, I should have mentioned that at the top. We got dates for the rest of the episodes, and the series finale Ooh. for Star will be May nineteenth. Um, yeah. so wow, that is so soon. That yep. is soon. So, so we're going to continue with an hour a week, and then the half hour finale pro- probably will be on wow. May nineteenth. Wow. Yeah, not the only a little over a month until Star's over. So. Um, yeah, we are airing things fast here, going through these uh, 21 half hours. Um, so that's that's going to be that's pretty hype, especially if we're leaving Starco on un- unculminated until the very end. This, this is going to be a big event, I think. The 
that that Sunday. I'm just so frustrated that we didn't get like I thought this show was going to have them get together and we'd see it like on screen for a little bit. I just hate. Yeah, we we covered this last week. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why did you wasn't here last week? I, I, I just, I, it's not really what the episodes are approaching, but I know. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with you. Uh, <laughs> I, I just don't like the I, the show. I don't like this idea of romanticizing. Like once you start a relationship, it's over. Like that's that's the end. That's the happy ending. Yeah. Like, yeah. anyways, I'm sure you guys. I, I still it. I still expect the show to subvert this in some way. What we're doing here, like make it slightly more interesting than just culminating at the very end. But these episodes don't get us there, and uh, make me a little worried because it shows the show the show's desire to focus on things that are not them. Um, I I just wish that we had focused on things that were more related to their relate. Like if we had had a Tom episode here instead of one of these, I would have been very happy. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, it's, it's, that's a good point. Like it's things that aren't Star Marco, but it's also things that have nothing to do with Star. Like Marco. if Ludo was Tom, like in like a Tom episode, like that would have been Ludo great. was Tom. Thinking, yeah, um. <laughs> that would be a different show. <laughs> Well, what if what if Ludo was a Star's love injury? No, just okay. Um, okay. <laughs> Why did you even say that? That's what I'm you were sure insinuating. No, I wasn't. I was saying that like the Ludo episode was a. You comic. put this in my head. <laughs> I I'm not to blame for every dirty thought that enters your brain, Dylan. I mean, it is, and I don't mean like that, but I mean it is dirty because it involves Ludo. And he's no, 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 no. Gross. I'm saying I'm not. I didn't disgusting. mean it like that. I meant yeah. that like this is a vile thought. You're exactly Ludo is just vile. So yeah, it's. <laughs> I agree. Uh, okay, back to Kelly and Mark. I don't know how how do we get there, but uh, yeah, they're uh, they're they're being cute this episode, and then um, the later Kelly's. Uh, I'm gonna go save Kernball and then uh, kisses Marco on the cheek, and Marco blushes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he's really cute. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Where are we? Are you two shipping the Kelco right now? I just want people to be happy, and if they're happy with each like, other, sweet. that's fine. Yeah, that is fine. Yeah, like like the thing is. I am less like here's the thing. I love Starco, but the thing is, Tom is so good. And I'm like so okay. Hey, okay, okay. Tom is good now. Don't get let's not go overboard. That's so good. <laughs> I'm like fine. Tom, Tom's like- fine now. He was terrible before. Yeah, he was terrible. By contrast, he's so good, but that doesn't make him <laughs> But every episode he's in Dylan, I am so happy to see him. <laughs> oh no. And he's a Tom Stan. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. I really like Tom. Oh, I have no. a Tom stand. Well, we need one Tom stand at That's least. That's true. I think Michelle. Does Michelle like Tom? I don't know. Someone I don't, likes Tom. I, I don't know. I just really like this. He's he's grown, and I like him, Dylan. Okay. I mean, he's yeah. Like Tom. it has grown. I just think, like, I think at first when we first saw Tom, like, it seemed like this was, like, fake growth. But the more we see him, it's, like, it clearly is he's grown as a person, and I really appreciate that. It does that. seem like it, yeah. Yeah. It does yeah. seem in in before you go, he reverts back in. If he reverts I back, I will be. I will take back everything I said, and I'll be very upset. Okay, I'm holding you to that. Um, yeah, I, I, I we could do. That. I mean, the show's done that before. It's like, oh, he's better now. Oh, he's as the slight. I mean, you know, he's slightly relapsed before going back to. But relapsing is different than like completely being the same person that's again. True, that's true. Yeah, he's not going to go back to be the same person. I agree with that. Um, okay, so. Ke- Kelly, yeah, okay. This, apparently, we're off Starco now. That's not acceptable. Um, but yeah, Kelly and Mark are cute at in this episode. Um, it the more we do with this, the sadder it's going to be the, when yep. Starco happens. So I don't know yep. what we're doing there. Like, uh, how are we going to have a happy ending, ending for Kelly if she clearly loves Marco here? Um, so I'm worried about that. I'm not worried about this being canon and Starco not being canon at the end. I still have 
yeah. unbridled confidence in. That could be a throuple. That could be in a polyamorous relationship. It's fine. The show's I just, definitely not doing that, but that would be good. Yeah. Well, yeah, so. we can do it in our hearts. Yeah, we'll write or we fix. could have, or we could have Star break up with a girl to get back with Marco. Let's just give Star a girlfriend. That's what. Oh well, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's the the thing that would be great if the show did it. But no more, no more, and still no advancement on Star being no. by. Still, that's that one episode. But um, it was really, really by. It was. I kind of don't think at this point we'll get it either. Oh, no. I don't know. Their crew was pretty excited. Like Darren, Darren talked months ago I, on the record about this. I watched it last night, and like you guys told me, it was like really blatantly by, and like I watched it, and like it was blatant. But the thing that shocked me was just it just kept going. That scene where it was just like, yeah, stars really into this girl. Yeah, the one scene is very long, and then also it's just it recurs through the entirety of the eleven minute episode is her yeah. liking the girl. Yeah, so yeah. like if again, like I said, if that's all we get, that that's like fantastic. It was fantastic on its own, but yeah. uh, you know, for, in order for this to be consequential and like chart anything, it needs to be more than that. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll see. No progress on that, but Star was barely present this week. Um, I don't even know what she did this episode. That was interesting. Not really that much, honestly. Um, but yeah, Kelly, Kelly, Marco, and uh, I made them cornball rules. Uh, cornball rules. Yeah, they're complicated. I relate because sports is complicated. I don't know how basketball works. What is traveling? I don't know. <laughs> I got in trouble for traveling in elementary school, and like my gym teacher was like, "Sam, you can't do that." I was like, "What is that? I don't know, dude." I'm like ten. Somewhere? No. Re- refs from uh, last night don't know what double dribbling is either. Uh, topical. Like, okay. Um. Yeah. It's it's. Anyway, it, sports is complicated. There are some sports I personally enjoy, sports. like the baseball. I like the baseball. I know how the baseball works. <laughs> Why are we I, just talking about sports in general now? Because we, we is a strong word, Dylan. Sam. Sam why is Sam just? Because I want to. Uh, it's more on topic than I uh, want to prove to the people that I know what sports is. Well, you just said you didn't know what sports is. Yeah. Well, I know what some sports some are. Some sports, but you don't know cornball. No, because do you think if cornball was a real sport, you would be into it, Sam? No. No, probably because no. it's like Quidditch. It is like Quidditch, yeah. It is, it's and I don't like Harry Potter, so. Okay, how dare you? That's Ooh, uh, that's that's a. <laughs> Can't yeah, say that. You can't just say that yeah. on on an air, Sam. That's I, a... we put like a, we put like are, a we, are we as a society the to the now. point now where you can say you don't like Harry Potter and that's acceptable? Yes. Is that yes? A, you, we yeah, we're that oh now? my god, I'm not a part of your like mind prison with Harry Potter, Dylan. Please. <laughs> oh, Sam, Sam, I'm part of the prison. I lived with the last name Potter while the books were being read. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Andy. This was my cross to bear. You know how many people said, hey, Mr. Potter? And you know how many bad British accents I listened to in my formative years? Well, it do was... you hate Harry Potter? No, and that's the worst part. My God. Like, I was fine Start with the Start hating books. Harry Potter. You have justification. Start hating it. I hate it now because it gave me a horrible childhood. Good. Okay, let's talk about parents. let's talk about Ghost of Butterfly. <laughs> that was good. I like that. Uh, I don't know if we've uh, had uh, Andy talk about Harry Potter before. If we've had occasion to talk about that. Oh but, my god. Um, okay, go, we already talked about uh, the the big parts of Ghost of Butterfly Castle, but uh, we see the continuation of this uh, unintentional new butterfly kingdom that Moon has uh, surrounded herself with, um, and uh, she's needs to get her planner from the apparently haunted butterfly castle, and she runs into Mina. So, I, I hate Mina. Mina's a really bad yes. character. Uh, this uh, this is probably her best episode. I, do you I hate, agree. Okay, Dylan, do you hate Mina more than Ludo? 
No, that's okay. not possible. Okay, just, just checking. <laughs> This I feel like it might be this might be, this is why this week is uh, potentially actually good. I think the butter the caterpillar episode might be Ludo's best episode. That's that's probably too odd. People disagree with that. This episode I found Ludo most tolerable, and uh, this 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 episode is Mina's best episode. Sam, you agree with that? I agree. Yeah, I mean, it gave her some much needed depth, yeah. even if I think on her part it was unintentional. But you know, in the meta story. It isn't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's interesting to see kind of where she came from and why she does what she does and how it's messed up that she's just like this knight for tyranny. And like, she was the one with the yada yada berries. Yeah. So deep, man. Yeah, she was the one who tried to poison Eclipse before. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we learned Mina's the last Salarian warrior. Apparently that was the thing, the Salarian program. It's a dark time in history, says Moon, and they t- so the soldiers paid a terrible place. You can be more than what you were made for. So we don't get into specifics, but this is, I think, enough. Like, Mina was, like, a super soldier thing that a previous butterfly queen started, and uh, she's the last of her kind, and that's why the way she is the way she is. This would have been much needed, like, two seasons ago. Yeah! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Why didn't we know this before? But it, that being said, it is still good here. I do appreciate that. Um, yeah, Amy Sedaris. This is like Amy Sedaris's worst character. So I'm glad that <laughs> this is uh, not her oh. acting, but uh, this oh, is. Oh, what glad. about her? Her Kimi Schmidt character. Oh, that's a fantastic <laughs> character. I love that character. I think that character is so annoying. Well, that's on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, but okay. That's a lot of uh, yeah. Th- th- this is Mina. I don't know. Th- that's what the, these these episodes are trying to write a lot of like past lack of depth issues the show has had, and I do think they're successful. It's just not in service of anything this season. I feel like maybe we'll see differently when it culminates. But it's like okay, it's cool that we've met Mina backstory. But is Mina really going to be a huge part of the part the plot here? I guess so. If she's going to like kill Eclipse, but I you know is that what's happening? I doubt it. Um, but I guess that's the next plot thing. Is oh, is there going to be a coup? Well, that's we thought we were talking about before how maybe uh, Moon's uh, Moon's new butterfly kingdom would rise up against the Eclipse's monster. Yeah, but now it's turning out maybe Mina's just going to rally the troops. Yeah, maybe Mina's leading Moon's forces instead of Moon. Maybe. Um, Yeah. Or maybe it's just Mina on her own. Um, but I do like the addition that Mina is the one that did the yada yada berries. That's good. Um, and, uh, it is, it is interesting in, in Star's history, but I feel like all of Star's mythology is just stuff like this. Like, uh, it's yeah. like, okay, this is like a minute of things. That's, that's interesting, but there's no real depth here. Um, but this is more than we'd seen for, for Mina. Um, yeah. Andy, what do you think of Mina in this episode? I think she's fine. Like, she never really went above okay for me. She got annoying at times. And in this episode, I'll admit, when it revealed it was Mina, I was like, oh, no, this is just going to be, like, some stupid her-punching-stuff plot. And I was really happy it wasn't. I mean, it kind of was about that, but it wasn't, like, her just punching things after we saw that it was her. And so I guess that's better. But I don't know. I I agree that we needed this before this episode. Yeah, but still, one of the another reaction I had is, like, really, we're spending time in the last season on Mina? Um, so but that's the other I think it worked as through seeing some, like I was saying earlier, I think it worked because we saw something about Moon through this, and mm-hmm. that was good. I liked that. I liked seeing that again, the hypocriticalness of Moon. But I don't know. I think we needed me. I think we needed to know this about Mita Suter. Yeah. So at the end, we uh, we already talked about this, but Moon says it's not her job to take care of everyone. She'll just uh, 
Eclipse will just have to deal with Mina on her own. Um, yeah. So this is, uh, we talked about the hypocriticalness, the badness of this. I think it's understandable from Moon's perspective why this is, like, she's, we see what she's gone through. We see, like, everyone imposing on her. We see how she comes to this conclusion. Um, but it is, like, an extreme thing. She's like, oh, I'll let this person kill Eclipse without doing anything about it. Like, whoa, this Eclipse is yeah. the person you were trying to make up with earlier in the season, and you're on somewhat friendly terms with. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, this is, like, a real commentary on people being like, if I just don't do anything, I'm not racist. Like this is, but she's legitimately allowing some people to get hurt by her inaction. And that's just not okay at all. This is a big turn for moon. Like this is very, very not unsympathetic. Look, even if you think eclipse is evil, like I do still, I think like uh, I'm on the generally been on the eclipse, evil bandwagon. This is like a terrible, uh, terrible uh, look for uh, eclipse of these episodes, by the way, was very like inconsequential. She's like, Oh yeah. just doing things in the background while other things happen. So, she's a mom. She's just being a mom. It's like put. It, it's like putting your mind at ease about her. I feel like we're. It's, it, we're just still. We're still like setting us up to pull the rug out with Eclipse. Yeah, I don't think the other shoe's gonna drop on that one. But you we've know, been. You, this is literally. You, we've been saying, will the other shoe drop on Eclipse? You so believe a year that? Um, so <laughs> <laughs> we'll see in like a little less than a little over. A yeah, month, a rather. month. That's it. Uh, but. Yeah, it's 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 like a big uh, heel turn for Moon, and um, you know, it is just one only one thing that she did. It's not like I don't know. Does this make her a terrible person? That's a complicated question. But um, she's if Mina kills Eclipse, she's complicit in that. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's I think it's a bold commentary the show is taking at the end. I'm I'm more um as I was more down on this episode to start with. I still thought it was good just because of you know Mina don't care that much, but I do agree that the ending of this is kind of the most uh, the boldest thing the show does this week for sure. Yeah. So that's I think that's really interesting. Um is Moon are we just doing a is Moon evil plotline? I mean, the answer is no. is is Star doing it is blank evil plotline is no because the show is going for moral grayness. Like, uh, but you know, is is are we doing a Moon? Uh, are we painting Moon in an unsympathetic light beyond this? Uh, probably, um, I think this. I, is... I, I think you can draw some sympathy from that. Like, you know, she's tired. She doesn't want to like leave the people anymore. She just wants to be her and not have to have the responsibility and the weight of hundreds of lives on her shoulders anymore which i think can be a sympathetic element while at the same time she's ultimately failing everybody because she just lets uh mina go but with that said though she did in the same episode she helped these humans do something better like she she found she found the energy to do something to help these humans that couldn't help themselves but now that there's something that's an actual threat to monsters she's just like nope that is not my issue mm, she's yeah. clearly capable of it um, yeah like i think i think that's what the episode does really well and maybe it's the best maybe it is the best thing the show does this weekend one of the best things of the season is it primes you for uh to understand why she's saying what she's saying but at the same time still be kind of outraged by this action like it's still it's still like this it's like priming it we were the fact that i kind of had this reaction it's like oh okay I, I get where she's coming from it's like this terrible thing that she's doing but you're kind yeah. of on moon's side just because we've seen from her perspective for so long i think the show does a really good job setting you up for that assuming it's going to do something interesting with that beyond you know to like uh like what we saw from her perspective for a reason um to to some end um but yeah it is it is it, it is kind of this interesting thing they're doing where um you know she's we'll, we'll see we'll see if this is if the, she realizes the full consequences of this and if eclipse is killed by mina or if something terrible does happen to her because of what she didn't do here and 
how she responds to that, how other people respond to her for that. You know, will she be held accountable? Will she hold herself accountable? Um, I think that is that is one of the more I think move, the position moon in is one of the more interesting things moving forward now. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, it's and River Rivers also in this episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, he is. He oh, has, God. I noticed that his beard like kind of covers his pecs. I'm just kind of done with River. <laughs> Me too. Thought, I don't know. I just I just noticed that you know, his beard is essentially covering his nipples. So there I don't go. know. Like I'm just there's like things in in Star that are like really like they really subvert stuff, and then other times they just do these things where I'm like, why are you still doing this stupid stereotype? Like where where River is like the husband who's just really gross and ugly, but Moon's like fine with him. It's like. Why are these two together? Why is this a thing? Like, why is he so gross mm, for no reason? Like, hot take. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I don't like. I don't like it. I think it's just. I. I just don't like it. Yeah, I mean, people. People find River funny and sympathetic and stuff. Like, I, I'm fine with him. Being, I think he's funny. I just don't like this portrayal of marriage. <laughs> it's a very, uh, very cynical portrayal of marriage. Yeah. Yeah. I, the fact who that is the woman. The, yeah, who is the stoic queen in the marriage and who's the buffoon husband? But like but like Moon is the only one putting in any amount of work. Like River yeah. looked for her, but as soon as he found her, like he wasn't doing real work. He was just like running around yelling and doing what he always does. This is like, kind of a hot take because people like her, but I agree with this. River's just still a terrible person. Like he's not yeah. even <laughs> Like he's not even a good person to Moon. Like Moon he says some things that are nice to Moon, and he gave her food one time in the past, but what has he really done to improve her situation in Muni or like done to support her in this part? Like, like he doesn't do anything to support her in her like plight here at all. She's I just think painted. this is like, this is a flaming hot take. I think like, I this don't is, think it's that hot, but sure. well, I think it, it, I agree hot, with hot, it, but I don't think it's like, it's like a good take, a reasonable take. And I feel no one, I've not heard people express it, this. Recently, yeah. so. it, and to be clear, again, I do think he's a funny character. I do like watching him do stuff, but I just can't stand him with me. Really? What what has River done this season to benefit anyone? He's just like a, nothing. A, he's just a sympathetic, selfish jerk who yeah. Is, yeah. And 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 even if you look at the first couple episodes where he's helping find Moon, all he's doing is just beating people up, which is what he does anyways. He's not actually doing any work. And there's a point in the episodes where Star and Mark are like, hey. Can you just not help us for a second? Because you're just messing stuff up. Because he really doesn't care about helping Moon. He cares about getting this relationship back where he doesn't have to do anything. That's a good point. River is this commentary on. Uh, it, it could be this commentary on like the uh, likable guy that we have no expect. Man, we have no expectations for the man. He doesn't help anyone, but we don't care. He's likable. Like we like it, men. This is like you know. But it's but really he's just this. Like, but they're not doing. They're not doing that. He's just the likable character. He's just that. Like he's just yeah. the. <laughs> and, he's the bad person who we just like I, because we're primed to like this kind of person. And, and I don't think they actively tried to make River this. I think he just got flanderized over the seasons in that like he started as just like they wanted the woman in the relationship to be like the the like the like the leading member of it like they wanted her to be composed and the ruler and the king to be just not the ruler and i like that but i think they just kept going down this rabbit hole of making it worse and worse and at this point it's just they're not good for each other specifically moon uh, river for moon it's just not a good relationship i mean really moon should uh break up with uh river and get with eclipse right i mean yeah that's obvious yeah they play related. Together. I don't even remember. They're not related. Right? No, they're not related at all. Okay, so that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I guess free free moon. Uh, but also, we don't like moon because she just uh, is uh, potentially murdered someone. But uh, <laughs> but free moon. 
Uh, okay, interesting. I, I like I like this take on River, even though he didn't really do anything. Okay, Meteor's lesson this episode. Um, I find this to be a fascinating look at the history of Muni um, in ways that we haven't really seen before. But also, I don't care. Um, so yep. it's <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, what's his face? Toffee. He was in it. <laughs> like, oh man, I was craving to see Toffee. Like, should be so much better if Toffee was still here. I still don't care about like I. This is I think Meteor's lesson is the best episode like of television if you can isolate it. Like, this is the funniest, most compelling oh like but in the context of the show it just doesn't it's it's it doesn't have the the oomph that like the previous like i think cornball's a better episode because star and marco are characters we care about and stuff this episode i don't care about anyone here like it's 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 the best tv but there's no can, i have no connection to anything that's happening. and i don't and this doesn't feel like it's doing anything for the future like all it shows is like hey meteora knows magic and it's like well we kind of knew that because she's the princess like, it didn't teach us anything, even. I mean, and we're going to go somewhere with Meteora. That's part of it. Whereas, uh, like, I do think, like, it's, it does world building that we desperately needed. Yeah. I think, like, that's good. But it doesn't, it doesn't, you're right, it doesn't help us for the future. Um, but, you know, we, so, yeah, Glossaric and this might be the best Glossaric episode, too. Like, Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, That's I, possible. I don't like Glossaric, but I love the interaction with that the boat guy oh my god there's his a line son, in here that's my favorite uh, line of the Reynaldo. His son, yeah yeah you know um, when he says bye dad i like had to pause the episode that was the funniest like the way he did like the the line read was just so good that's really that was really funny yeah and we knew we knew that uh glasser created the high commissions that all kind of checked out and we keep going with that and then glasser says uh here's a free extra lesson for you don't have children <laughs> That was, uh, um, yeah, um, t- says to a baby. Um, but that's but... before we knew he was the son. No, that was after. Oh, was, was it? After. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. oh, sorry. Either way, it was really funny. Uh, the whole thing was just really funny. I think Glassrick's change of voice has made him uh, much more tolerable. Hmm. <laughs> oh, I, I wonder why. I agree. <laughs> I, I, I agree also. It's, yeah, I think, like, how could these this week be bad episodes if we had the best Ludo episode, the best mean episode, oh my and God. the best classroom episode? We haven't even talked about Ludo at all. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, that's right. We have to talk about that episode. Anyway, we'll get past this I thought this you episode. were purposely avoiding it, Dylan. Eh, we might not get there. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> J- Jenna's, Jenna's baby. Eclipse has to go brush up on her pigeon for a dinner, dinner party with the rich pigeons. I, that's a thing. Uh, yeah. Jenna's babysitting. Yeah. I would have asked M-A-R-C-O, but Meteor doesn't like him very much. Who can blame her, says Jenna. Um, yeah. And uh, then Glassrick's been teaching Meteora the whole time to dip down. Basically, the reveal this episode is like Meteora is the princess. Now she gets the wand and uh, Glassrick's like teaching her like she like he did star. Um, Wow. The wand is a rattle. Wow. uh, I'm shook personally. Um, So we see the the origin of the wand. Yeah. Like Glassrick like uh, time time machines the wand into existence with the, the settlers of Muni. Um, he puts the unicorn inside the rattle. Is is the th- is the rattle in Meteor's current rattle the the wand? Is that what we're saying too? Yeah, like it's episode? been. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh my um, god! Time travel. Don't do it. But yeah, then we create. Glasser creates it, and uh, uh, oh yeah, he says we gotta hitch a, hitch another ride with my weird son. Says yep. <laughs> Was that your yep. line, Andy? Yep. Is that the one you liked? <laughs> No, 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 no. It's the one where the giraffe says, bye, dad, when we bye. learn that he's the kid. Because like, okay. that's, that's how we learn that he's his son, yeah, when he just yeah. says, bye, dad. Bye, dad. Yeah, that's, it's, it is very good. It um, was so good. It came yeah. out of nowhere. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I had to rewatch the entire scene again to see, like, the interaction. And it's just so much. Like, it just it's just so well done. 
Yeah, well, the thing is, everyone is really Glasser son because he's God in this world. Um, yeah. But uh, he's he also, yeah, all of the High Commissioner Glasser's children's directly. Um, so this is, uh, it, it did check out, I think. Um, uh, but, yeah, it did, but just, it wasn't, you don't you don't make all the connections until he says yeah, bye, yeah, Dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, he says, he wants back on the High Commission, the draft does. Um, uh, but yeah, then we, that's also in the, the that, uh, settlers scene the uh they huddle around the stump um so there there's the the origin of that yeah, and we go to this rastacore scene with uh he gets his arm chomped off and regrown and then there's toffee with glorious hair oh my god this is the fantastic <laughs> oh it's incredible <laughs> i want toffee's hair like today Let's let's do it. Okay, we're, well, so we're all gonna get Toffee's hair now, and uh, she's uh, yeah. Toffee broke Glasserick's arm, um, and then uh, Meteora like eye, eyeball eye beams him, um, and it was nice to see Toffee. I don't know what this. I don't remember what the setup. Like clearly, this is all like this is the origin of this. Like, is this the origin of Toffee having I don't grudges? Know. Or I don't even know what we're doing. Honestly, God, I mean, we're gonna have to like rewatch magic- the entire series, right? I think I'm missing something here, but it's I, also I like. The implication is also that Glasserick like set up Meteora to zap Toffee because at the end he uh, replaces his arm. Is like obviously Glasserick doesn't really have a broken arm; he's a god. Um, and it's like, uh, but I think magic's in pretty good hands. So he's like trying to get her to do magic by zapping him. Is she trying to get get her to zap Toffee on purpose? Like for is it specifically Toffee? Is he just trying to train yeah, her in general? Dylan, Dylan, because remember Toffee's whole thing is he wanted to get rid of the wand, get rid of magic completely. Yeah, so this is the origin it, to this motivation. I guess it's really it's really flaky and not deep, but I guess. Yeah, I guess that could be it. Maybe we'll do more with this. I we won't get more toffee, Dylan. This is all we get. Uh, if Dylan please, didn't constantly mes- mention toffee, I probably would have forgotten. Remember. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, before we move on from Toffee, I just want to say they like perfectly captured like an '80s movie with this look for Toffee, and I really loved it. Nice. I like it, the it was, it was origin yeah. as an '80s movie. That's good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's. Oh, and then Eclipse at the end. Miss Year's uh, dip down as Daddy. Um, it wasn't even close. She's I a mean, baby. Just a baby. Yeah, that's what baby would say. Uh, in my baby. in my older age, I'm coming around on babies. Like I can appreciate that. In your older cute. age, yes. You're not As opposed, old. I'm gonna be 25. As opposed, <laughs> this, is not, this is not old. <laughs> as opposed to my younger age of being 20 ish. I still hate I, babies. Like like I don't like babies in reality. Like oh, <laughs> so you like uh, animated babies. Yeah, like, you like just, so you're so you're a big fan of Boss Baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> the, the, uh, D- Dylan, Dylan, the Oscar nominated Boss Baby. Oscar, Oscar nominated. I was on that podcast. I don't know. Like, I'm coming around on their cuteness, and maybe it's just like the hormones. But it's like, like they're cute, you know. And children are cute, but I would never personally want to have one. Hot takes on cold babies. <laughs> oh no! That's that's uh, no. Yeah, well, that's what that's what uh, said. Don't have children, so you're, you're just co-signing. Yeah, no, I'm co-signing that as well. Okay, and hot takes, more hot takes here. Uh, children are still valid, and they're still. I mean, yeah, it's fine if you have kids, but I mean, like, yeah. they're not for me though. Not for okay. me either. Yeah, so I don't, I'm interested to see what we're doing with Meteora in this episode. I don't really understand yet. Um, baby magic. She, she next baby talks, and it's cute. And... Yeah, I guess. we'll see. Okay. Uh, 
good like actively liked Glasserk here, which is a big a big. Uh, Honestly, I, I was waiting for like something malicious we, to happen. Yeah, that's I was right. waiting for pudding and for me to be mad. Mm, pudding. Yeah. I don't know. Like I kind of don't feel on steady footing with Glasserk. I'm kind of always watching his every move to see what. Well, he's Well, yeah, doing. it's because he's extreme. He doesn't care but, about anyone, and yeah. I, I just hate that we're near the end of the series, and still like all the characters I can think of, like. I have, like, they're gray, but in a way where I don't know what any of their motivations are. Yeah, I mean, Glasserk's motivations, I mean, Glasserk is, this This fits in line with he's supposed to teach the next in line magic. But I mean, and... like, is he, he feels like he has something malicious further than that. Like, why does he care about this so much? Yeah. I, I would like to know that, because he's a god, why is he doing this? Um, and why and doesn't he... he have more power as a god? Yeah, and he's just, it seems, I think he does, and he's just choosing not to use it. Um, so, but that'd be nice to know more why the war. But that being said, I'm not asking for an Origins of Glasserk episode. Yes, yes. No. Very carefully saying, no, we're not asking for that. Let's let's focus on Star and Marco. Uh, speaking of not focusing on Star and Marco, we can very quickly go over the Ludo episode here. <laughs> Princess Quasar, Caterpillar, and the Magic Bell. Probably the funniest thing is the intro to this episode, which I thought was them doing a play at first. Yes, I thought this was I another play situation. But no, this is just Ludo found his way into a ver- into an alternate universe type situation where he's a Nob Nob instead of Bomb and trying to get the uh, wand from oh, Princess God. Quasar Caterpillar. He is a crab and a fish. I um, am, I this am, is one of the silliest things the show's ever done. I, I approve of this. This is what the show should be doing, stuff like this. Oh, man. Let's so, go over them. So we have uh, Princess Quasar Caterpillar. Nope. She was uh, it's like an alien helmet, just like sci-fi star. Um, we have, uh, with like a planet cheeks, and we have uh, Robot Jackie. Yes. If... If oh my the, god. Oh god. That Jackie, was Jackie. Yes, it was. Is a, is a hoverboard uh, instead of a yeah. skateboard. But if, if This is imagine, the return of Jackie we've been waiting for. But Dylan, can you imagine if Jackie was a mermaid here, like how we would all reacted? Mermaid robot. It would have been the best. <laughs> it would have been it literally would have done nothing besides been like fan service, and it would have been great. Mermaid Jackie. Uh, Robot Jackie. We have one one eyed Jana. She's the same except she just has one eye. Yeah, she's exactly the same, which is what confused me. At first, Martin. I thought that this was like the the aftermath of the soul, yeah, uh, splitting thing that happened in the. Oh yeah, the- that's true. That's I forgot about that. <laughs> and I was like, "Huh, that's weird." And then you know, everybody nope. else started She's fighting. Just alternate universe, and then we have Marco in a suit with a like air bubble helmet. Yep. Yep. Marco, yep. which would have- which would have been great with like a mermaid thing, like they were underwater somewhere. Yeah, I guess he's human and on an alien planet. That's what, yeah. is that why I guess has a suit on. Instead of a hoodie. Okay. Uh, that was really weird. <laughs> Start to the episode. I, I love it. I kind of love it. But it was, uh, we could have done the whole episode as, as yeah. Princess Quasar Caterpillar. I don't know. Why I would have loved that. I like, I like how the show is like, that's too absurd doing Quasar Caterpillar for a whole episode. But we can do a whole Ludo episode. Uh, like, uh, we can do five Ludo episodes. But that would have been too yeah. absurd, to, you know. Yep. Um, very selective. Uh, the magic bell instead of the magic bomb. We also had like uh, alternate Glossaric too. So are there multiple gods in this multiverse? Like this yeah. is Yeah, cool. unclear if that's a god or uh sassy uh what is she genie weird looking? I don't know. They're all they're all They're all a glossaric. They all very share. weird. He's om- yeah. omnipotent. He, he's he's all of them. Maybe that is glossaric. That's true. 
Um, okay. So that, that was, I think that's the most notable thing to talk about. And then we get like Ludo. We, it's like, here's me back to, he doesn't say it, um, back to the same old pattern of coveting magical objects, but never getting them. Uh, but then it's like, Oh, nope, we're not doing it. Like you could have done like this whole like fake, uh, <laughs> the story of Ludo thing. I uh, feel like that's what we're doing in the most subverted. And then, uh, there's Dennis, Sam. Yeah. Dennis is Dylan, back. Dylan, can I be honest with you? Now that yeah. we're done with that beginning part, I don't remember what happened in this episode because it was nothing. Nothing happened. You remember anything after that? Like, I remember they went to the castle and he saw his brothers and then it was just okay, like... we'll go over it. No, I mean, very, like, I know what happened, detail. Dylan, but it, like, it was nothing. Well, Andy, I think this is our finale to Ludo. Um, So this you, is... Uh... You're being way too, like, optimistic. We'll talk. Well, I'll get into that when we get to the end. But uh, yeah, Sam, Dennis, uh, yeah. I need your Dennis takes. Um, I thought it was kind of weird that Dennis is the only not like Doe name in the family. Apparently, I don't know if that was brought up because at the end, yeah, like, in, his, which, in his intro, that was the joke. It's like, oh, here's all the, and then here's Dennis. You know, yeah. That's too. Long. We didn't say. I don't think we saw more Ludo relatives than we ever saw before here, though. We There's just so saw many Ludos. I feel for him because he kind of fell for like a scam and like. Who hasn't done that in their lives? Me. Anyway. Yeah, okay. uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I like Dennis a lot. Like, he's he's just like a... He's the baby brother who's trying to keep everything together, but is kind of stumbling along because he doesn't really know how. And he's trying to, you know, take care of Ludo. And Ludo is just like a mess. And, and Dennis, I wish that he had, like, a... A, a comic or something a <laughs> like comic. a side comic yeah like dennis adventures okay we could do the spinoff dennis comic I don't, that like, what... like, like i feel like the thing about the recent um ludo episodes that include dennis of course because that's pretty much you can't have ludo without dennis these days i feel like they have a lot of depth to them that given the silliness of the circumstances that they're around that aren't really taken seriously but you know like there's definitely like a lot of sparking moments there where i feel like oh like that's happened in my life and that's relatable and that's sad and that's deep and it's more human than anything the humans are doing half the time and yeah i feel like maybe it should be like a graphic novel just dennis Okay, Den- we're, we're making the Denoff graphic novel spinoff, okay. Nobody's going to make that. Somebody um, will make that. Fan comic, no. <laughs> no, so, like, they'll probably do, like, there's probably a fanfic out there, like, a singular one. Well, yeah, let's we'll search Dennis Star vs. Force Wheel on AO3, see if we find anything. I'll do it. Okay. So you guys talk uh, while I do that. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I predict zero, uh, but maybe on fanfic, ff.net, maybe there's I don't. One. I don't know, because... Not on AO3. Though. We'll get into my fanfiction website preferences another day. <laughs> okay, that's deep. deep did, you, uh... did you see that AO3 was nominated for a Hugo Award? Yes. Yeah. On, on topic. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. That just. I get. I'll, 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 I'll mention it another time. De- De- okay. Uh, but, but I don't know much. We don't need to go over much this episode. But Dennis is he gets ca- buys Castle of Aureus of Avarice to l- rebuild with Ludo. Ludo uh, finds himself falling back into his old season one pattern. I thought that was pretty funny. But he's frustrated. He wants to change. Um, Dennis gets frustrated that he is falling back into that pattern. Also, I like the best. I feel like the best exchange is the one of the monsters. Like, no, Ludo's going to get the one through uh, marrying Eclipse. Oh it's obvious. It's obvious. Yeah. 
Yep. Uh, and, uh, it, yeah, he signed over to Land Baron Rad, and then it's, uh, as upset that Ludo still wants the wand. But then at the end, Ludo, uh, he's like, oh no, Ludo's gonna go back into the swing and things. No, he uses, uh, his evil powers in order to get the contract back from the Baron, get his family back, and then he's playing basketball with Dennis, and the scoreboard says Ludo, and then Fort One forces the, th- versus the force of evil zero. Uh, Ludo uh, versus the force of evil. Um, so I feel like the intent of this episode is like, is Ludo going to fall back into his season one pattern? No, he's moved past it. He's happy now with Dennis. There you go. Yay. How do you spell, De- do you spell Dennis with two N's or just one? Yeah, two N's. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I uh, thought maybe he was special. I mean, special he is Dennis. special. Yeah. So this is a great ending point for Ludo. Like, uh, he's back. He, we tempted him with, uh, going back to how he was before, but no, he's past this and he's out of the story now. Uh, I also don't have confidence that we won't see Ludo again, but this does really feel like an ending. Yeah, I mean, it does, but I mean, they've done so much with Ludo that I expect them to do more. It's like, they really have the, uh, the wherewithal to not include Ludo in the, in the series finale, like, uh, the, the restraints, like, they're definitely going to do that. Yeah. Hey, so there is two fanfics on fanfic.net. Are we shipping Dennis with anyone, or is he just in the fix? No, no, he's just in the fix. There's two okay. of them with him in it, in the tag, okay. anyway. Okay. On, um, not fanfic on that, it's on AO3, I'll look on AO3. What, 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 how does he relate to the story? I don't know, he's just in the tags. One of them is like a... Uh, a Tom Janna? <laughs> that's, a, that's a thing. That's a thing. That's a big ship. Don't make fun of that. What? what? Janna's into, like, supernatural things. Comment... Yeah. Below, please, as to why this is a thing. Because I don't. Have they ever interacted besides like that one episode last week? Barely. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I'm too old to understand. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Sam, anything else to say about this Ludo episode? No. Andy? Uh, Actually, no, no. I do have something to say. Oh. Yes. Sorry, Andy. Um, That's fine. What is the thing on top of their heads? Like, is it supposed to be, like, just a bald spot? I mean, what is the thing on top of their Yeah, like, oh. you know, Dennis. Oh, like, I see. Thing. Like, you I'm know not what sure. I mean? Dylan, have like, you not their, ever noticed it's it? It's their hair. I try not to look at Ludo. It's I their hair. Fair. I don't um, know. Like, these are just thoughts that come into my mind when I watch things. I just, I don't. It's a good, it's a good question. They're, like, <laughs> nest bald spot things. That's how that works. Okay, there you go. Um, (laughs) Sam, final thoughts on any of the episodes this week? Uh, No, not really. Hopefully next week I'll be more optimistic. Sorry if I'm kind of like a downer on all this. For me, it's like... I don't know. I don't have the energy (laughs) to uh, deal with an hour a week. That sounds bad. I'm sorry. Cut that out. You, you had the energy to comment on it for an hour after watching it. I hour. did, but like literally on the Skype chat for this uh, podcast, I said, "Why are there so many?" <laughs> I think I think I'm I'm going to choose to interpret that as a commentary for the the fandom frustration with with the content of what's happening and it being in line with that. So I think it's. Fine. I mean, I, it's sure. I'm. I don't interact with the Star fandom at all. Apart, you from shouldn't. Yes, yeah, agree. <laughs> Just, you should interact on our Discord. That's all. The, 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 Discord the, is the only social media that it, our Discord is the only social media that exists. I'm sure Star is fine media. on Twitter or something. Maybe I don't know. Um, that's a bold statement. 
Yeah, yeah, I can't really back that up. Okay. Dude, Dennis <laughs> that doesn't even have a character tag on fanfiction not in that. What is that? That needs to be rectified. I mean, he's such a major character. Sam, um, you can be the change in the world you want to... I'm not going to write Dennis fanfic. You want you requested a graphic novel though. <sighs> that doesn't mean I'm good at writing things. Um, doesn't mean you're gonna write it yourself. Okay, we need someone. Dude, else there's to... a there's a tag for Principal Skeeves who is who I know. Keep going. I'm sorry. Okay, the, Andy. Final thoughts. Uh, thanks for bringing me on for these very hard hitting episodes, Dylan. You had a lot of good things to say. You had some hot takes to get out. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm going to go disappear into my cave, most likely, and never be here. And that's Are fine. You, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll only bring you back if there's another Ludo episode. Oh, thanks. <laughs> like, So your fate is tied to Ludo on the butt. Just kidding. I'm uh, so happy about that. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, uh, that, that would mean uh, if everyone is assigned a character, I think it'd ever I mean, why is finale, Mich- though. Michelle tied to Ludo. Michelle loves yeah, Ludo. Yeah, Al- Alex and Michelle, I feel like. They're like busy. Ludo, yeah, they're busy, though. Um, it's okay. Uh, and also, I didn't know this was a Ludo episode until yesterday, so yeah. Uh, I mean, that's uh, fair. They don't, they're not really doing descriptions for most of these, which is interesting. But next week, we have The Night's Shift, Queen Napped. Oh, is uh, is uh, Mina going to kidnap Yes. Sure. Junkin Janna. Ooh. And A Spell With No Name. Oh my god. Mm. That's next week. I'm I'm more compelled by those episode titles. But and we're also only two weeks away from Coronation, the half hour episode Coronation. I'm also sorry, I, I had a final thought I just remembered. I'm really yes. upset they teased us with Jana being a big part of the last episode and then she wasn't. Jana's not done it. She's been in the very present these last two weeks and has not done anything. So. I'm very upset by that. I thought we were she's like, into- "Oh, I'm in this episode," and then she's just playing games the whole time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wanted her. I want to get into her soul being split in half. I need to see this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah when when will we see the ramifications? Who knows? Yes. Okay. Let us know what you thought of this week of episodes. Uh, comment on all the hot takes that were made. <laughs> tell us uh, if you're more optimistic about things or more into things. Tell us why. If not, tell us what you agree with. Um, the comments at OverlyAnimated.com and the YouTube comments at YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated. Uh, you can come tell us on our Discord at OverlyAnimated.com slash Discord. Um, thanks to our, yeah, and our pay- support us via Patreon, Patreon.com slash OverlyAnimated. Thanks to our current patrons, especially our patrons podcast, Rachel, a.k.a. Rachel Rose. And thanks as always to our patron executive producers, John Ryan, Steve, Alex, Beatrice, and Hugh. Um, also, today is a Miraculous Ladybug episode. You want to check out Ooh. that podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. We just had Ruby D&D go up, um, Andy DMing that. A so, lot of fun. Yep, a lot of fun. Check that out for at OverlyAnimated. And we will have other stuff, including more DC Superhero Girls coverage. We had a Craig of the Creek podcast this week. Um, oh, fruit, fruits baskets, fruits basket coverage is coming as well at overlandmedia.com. So check all that out. Subscribe to Amazon. I think we'll be back next week for more star episodes as we head towards the May 19th finale. Very excited about that. Um, even if the tone does not say it, this podcast still, yeah, still very excited. Sorry, yeah. guys. No, I mean, we're all, we're all a little low key. It's fine. Getting into some discourse, discoursey pod. It's good. Um, comments on the discourse. Don't, no, don't do that. That'll on the good. discord, comment about the discourse. Hmm, do we really you. want that? Hmm. I guess, yeah, we want that to do that. Okay, thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.